0: Welcome to another episode of Hillcrest's podcast called Our Stories. Our Stories podcast provides you with an opportunity to listen in on a conversation that I have with someone associated with Hillcrest Covenant Church. I'm Pastor Brad Burke Interim Lead Pastor here at Hillcrest, and I am delighted to have Jess Baestrom as my guest today. Welcome, Jess.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You are most welcome, Jess. um, For those in our congregation who may not know you or only know you by name because you are on the staff, which we'll get to in a minute, um, tell me a little bit about yourself and your husband and how you found your way to Hillcrest Covenant Church.
1: Yeah, so uh, my name is Jess and my husband's name is Scott, and we are from Portland, Oregon originally. Um, Nicole Guthrie is the one who got me out here. She just asked us one day, she said, will you come to Kansas? And I said, there is no way I will live in Kansas. No way. And then a month later we were here. So, um, that was the biggest journey of my life. And I was excited once we got here and we lived with them for a while. Um, and then here at Hillcrest, it's just been really fun to be on the children's team. And we have been, um, just having a blast with preschool parents and volunteers. Um, so that's us kind of in a nutshell.
0: And you, so you've been uh, here in Kansas how long? Five years. Five years. How yeah. long have you been on the staff? The same Five time? years, yep. And uh, do I understand correctly that you're kind of moving uh, uh, from one role on the staff to another?
1: Mm-hmm. I am going to be subbing in the preschool downstairs with Gretchen. And I'm so excited to be with preschool kids again because I did that 10 years ago and it was it was a blast.
0: So um, we have found ourselves in the last number of months in this in the middle of this pandemic. And I'm I'm interested to hear how that has uh, changed the way your your work in the children's ministry has uh, taken place.
1: Yeah, it has changed everything. Um, So we have been delivering things to doorsteps and making phone calls, writing cards, contacting parents. So instead of trying to be directly um, relating to the children, we are more just relating to the parents.
0: And by um, providing ministry resources to parents, you're still engaging in ministry with children.
1: Yep, absolutely. And we are just doing it a different way.
0: Very good. So um, what has been sort of the highlight for you in your experience either living in Kansas? So it may have something to do with Hillcrest or not, or or in your particular role with uh, with children at Hillcrest Church.
1: Yeah, um, I get to know a lot of people in that role. Um, so I think that's been the, the most fun for me is just being able to get to know people, hang out with their kids. Uh, I think that's a special role that not many people here get to do. So that's been really fun for me and a super, super highlight for my Kansas journey.
0: And when you say your Kansas journey, do you think that, um, will you still cheer for Pacific Northwest sports teams?
1: I never have and probably never will. (laughs) Go Chiefs.
0: Yeah, they're the the only team to cheer for these days. Um, Tell me a little bit about... um, Your experience with adoption.
1: Yeah. So um, Scott and I, we have been kind of going with each other for 12 years now. And right in the beginning, one of our first dates, we talked about how that was kind of a, it was a big deal to us that we would both be wanting to adopt a child eventually. Um, So we had been in conversation with each other all throughout our marriage and, Um, for a long time, I, I said, you know, I think we're supposed to adopt. I think we're supposed to adopt. We were just never kind of right in that place. So through the journey of infertility, um, we finally got to a place where we both said, we felt the Lord say, yes, today is the day you're going to sign those papers. Um, and that was in July of 2020. And so we've been on that journey for six to seven months now. And it has been a journey. It has been a roller coaster of emotions, and we've learned a lot. So,
0: what um, can you can you elaborate a little bit about some of the bumps in the roller coaster?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it started out with a home study, which is they pry. So, social workers pry into your life. So, we have to um, evaluate all of our life circumstances up, up until this point. So. That was kind of the first moment where I felt this is going to be very hard. <laughs> um, and then we got finally to the point where we were seeing what they call situations. It's when some uh, an agency will email you um, a mother and um, her soon-to-be baby. Um, so we read over all of her medical history, all of her um, emotional history, and just kind of know get to know that mom a little bit. And so that, seeing those come through once, twice, three times a week, um, and just really thinking about that mom and that family, it can be emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one thing Scott and I do every time we see one come through is we write it down in a little book. And so now we have a list of mothers. And so we pray for those mothers throughout our journey. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one thing that we feel like we can do to help the moms that may not choose us, to raise their child. But
0: so say a little bit more about that, because there might be people listening that don't really know how the adoption process works. Mm -hmm. So you are, you are given names of moms that are potentially having children that they're going to release for adoption. And Mm -hmm. what, what's the other side of that scenario look like?
1: Yeah. So, um, right now the, the agencies, the best case scenario is that there will be open adoption. So um, they want us to have relationships with the moms. And so that's why we or the moms get a choice in who their child will be raised by. Um, so the the process is we see the mom and we can say, yes, we would like to raise her child. Um, and then the agencies gather five to seven profiles of Uh, potential adoptive parents, and then they present it to her, and she can choose uh, which parent she wants. So we will hear back either yes or no on that one. Um, And I wasn't prepared for the no's, uh, but um, I have learned a lot. We have had probably 20 no's, which is not, it's not huge when you're becoming an adoptive parent. Um, People see hundreds to 200, you know, um, but the best thing that came out of that is just reaching out to other parents who have gone through the same thing. Um, and just really clinging to the Lord in that and just knowing that his plan is good for my life. So
0: what, what, um, where are you now? Are you still actively hoping for a mother to choose you? Yeah. Or are you reviewing, uh, Profiles. How does, how does that, what yeah. space are you in right now?
1: So um, right now in this very moment, uh, we have presented to a mom um, and we are just waiting to hear back on her choice. And um, so we will go through that process probably for many more weeks until we get chosen.
0: And it could be number 21 mm-hmm. or it could be number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we know how to pray for you. Um, Tell me a little bit about how your faith um, has given you strength through all of the no's. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, It has given me compassion for people who wait a long time for things um, and people who don't get everything that they pray for, you know. Uh, And I think that the way it's given me strength is I have to cling on to the promises that the Lord has given all of us. Um and so that is if I'm in a really bad headspace and I can't pray, I will worship. And that changes that changes everything for me. Um, so I could not do this without <laughs> my faith. It would be too hard.
0: It's interesting to hear you say that because I think that um sometimes we forget that uh Worship functions like that more than just what happens on a Sunday morning or in COVID, you know, online watching watching it on TV or on our mm-hmm. computer screens. Um, w- what is it about worship that um, kind of can kind of break through your your disappointment and your discouragement mm-hmm. that somebody listening out there that might find themselves in a similar discouraging place maybe they could grab onto that?
1: Yeah, it is. Words when I don't have the words. So they are true words spoken that I just have to follow along to. And when I speak them out, it just changes my mind and my heart.
0: So so Jess, um, what advice would you have for someone that finds themselves in a place of waiting, whether they're waiting for an adoptive child like you and Scott, or they're waiting for something else to happen in their life?
1: Yeah, Um, I would encourage them to continue to pray with passion and not give up on the Lord. Um, and I would also encourage them to, um, continue to live your life. Uh, don't pause your life, continue to try to enjoy things, maybe have a hobby, maybe make some new friends, um, and then also find a support group or uh, supportive friends and family, um, so that they can kind of encourage you and and pick you up when you can't be picked up, so and also to remember the Lord is by your side and His plans are good for your life.
0: That's great advice. Thanks. That that will preach, as they say. <laughs> um, as you uh, as you look forward to the next chapter of your life, hopefully involving um, children mm-hmm. in your in your home with you and Scott. Um, what are some things that you imagine then that you don't have now?
1: A lot of activity running around, a lot of noise. (laughs) Um, I feel like it's just going to be a new brain space for me. I think Um, it's going to be fun. I mean, I have fun now. I, I enjoy my life now, but I think just, Being able to see the little kids that we raise together will be just another aspect of of life that will be exciting.
0: I remember when my wife and I uh, discovered that we were pregnant with our first child. And I would imagine, although it's slightly different, that it would be a similar kind of anticipation that you are experiencing. Yes. I was adopted, so... I uh, someday you and I are going to have to have a conversation about my experience so many years ago. But um, let me just ask you one more question. This would be more of a lighter question. But that is, um, do do you have any favorite experiences uh, here in Kansas or uh, working at Hillcrest Church that you would want others to know about?
1: Okay, my all-time favorite thing to do on the weekends is go to Overland Park Arboretum. They have some hiking out there that is amazing. So I would encourage everyone to go out, get some sunshine, even if it is 20 degrees outside. Bundle up.
0: All right. Thank you, Jess, for taking the time to share your story with us today. If you uh, would like to have a conversation with me to tell others about your story to our congregation, please send us an email at info at org, and we will look forward to hearing your story on a future episode of Our Stories podcast here at Hillcrest Church. My name is Pastor Brad Burke-Falk. Have a great day.